welcome everyone to a new episode of Geekable. My name is Enos, and I'm here with my co-host Nick and our very special friend Dave, aka Marvel Comics Guide, aka Omniverse Comics Guide, aka awesomest <laughs> person around. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I have some kind of multiple personality issue. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? No, it's just your superhero <laughs> alias. So many aliases. Like, I'm, I'm like Hank Pym at this point. <laughs> yeah, really. Jean Grey, Jean Grey who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hi, so, Dave. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Are you? I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm happy that you're here with us. Oh, thanks so much for having me back on. It's really nice yeah, to, to, to chat know. to you guys again. The, the last time we had you on was... Um, we So we just hit our one-year mark a month or two ago. And I really... You were like our one of our first people on so it really is nice to have you back here again like Old on the show moments. it's been a, yeah, yeah it's been a long time and that was a really good episode that we had and and we always have the best like instagram lives um if you haven't checked up you know check out our instagram and dave's we'll plug him at the end here or we actually just did the omniverse <laughs> comics guide um yeah. where we've been live with you several times just talking comics talking about the industry we always have great conversations with you so it's great to have you back yeah, thank you. I need to get better at the technology, though, because every time I start one of those, I screw it up. <laughs> you're actually <laughs> so tech savvy. I've told the Nostra <laughs> really? before. Like, you, yeah, I mean, your edits and stuff and like how your posts, like it's actually very, very well yeah, done. Nick it's, is it's... not very tech savvy at all. Like I'm all not, the design I'm elements, really? I, I'm behind all of that. <laughs> oh, is that you? Yeah, yeah. that's 100%. Hundred percent. And the editing of each episode, hundred percent. That's that's all him. So, what do you do, Nick? Seriously, I just sit here and smile and look, and then look good. Look and I will give it to Nick. You know? He is basically running the Instagram account because at this point, I am like busy with so many other things. So he's in charge mm. of keeping people up to date, of chatting with people, of connecting with our fans and our listeners. And I, I really appreciate him as a partner. Like we're really into this. Like I would, I, I don't want to say 50-50 because I feel like at this point he's putting more weight. To be honest. Oh. Yeah, and you've and you've pulled more weight from me before, so it does it does pan out in the long run, you know. So, it's a team. Um, yeah, team effort. There we go. Um, but <laughs> yeah, Dave, uh, you know, great to have you back on. Um, we let's address the elephant in the room here. You're now known as <laughs> the universal. Uh, uh, this elephant. is like recent, very yeah. recent. Yeah, it's it's a big elephant. Um, yeah, so I, I recently um, decided what well, I was. I decided to kind of that I wanted to branch out a bit for the Marvel Comics kind of stuff. A lot of people have been saying to me, "Can you do a reading order for this character, that character? It might be Invincible, it might be uh, a Batman villain, it might be it could be anything." And people are asking for it. I'm going, "Well, I've just read that, and I could have just mm. done it, mm. and I can't do that as Marvel Comics guides." Um, and also, if you carry someone else's logo, someone else's brand in yours, it gets a bit sticky. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. And even though obviously Marvel Comics got it served me really, really well and changing, even though I tried to explain at least a little bit when I changed, um, some people have dropped off, but some oh. people have dropped on because oh. I've gone around in new stuff. It's yeah, I think some people take an issue with me posting anything with DC in like it's going to give them <laughs> some kind of disease. Um, <laughs> you know what? These people who will drop off because you're posting DC content or indie content at this point, I don't think these are people that you want in your community. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. And and I'm gonna I'm just gonna step in really quick here because um, I know Dave, you'll be a little too humble, but um, Dave basically runs the premier comic account on Instagram for all things wow. Marvel um, and now all things DC and indie related. 
Um, you know, you have a following of about what sixty four thousand. Yeah, what are you at now? I can't remember sixty two. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> Over yeah, well, sixty thousand. Yeah, mid sixty. So, um, yeah. very impressive following. Um, you know, you are known for creating some of the you know amazing reading orders for people to kind of go in and see character reading orders, event reading orders. So um, for you to kind of switch up a little bit, it, honestly, it was good to see. It was good to see you oh, good. switch up. Oh, yeah. But I mean, the first thing that went to my mind is always what um, Joe Casada said about Marvel and DC. Joe Casada, and it, it was, it honestly is pretty brilliant marketing. Joe Casada said, if I was ever editor in chief at DC, the first thing I would do is change the name from DC Comics to Action Comics because really did when, he say that? I didn't know that. Yeah, because when he's he and his his whole logic is because when you're when you're when you're a kid or an adult doesn't matter if you're gonna if you're gonna reach for to get introduced to comics would you rather pick a Marvel comic uh-huh. or a DC comic? And he felt strongly that the you know Marvel like Marvel is yeah, the name it is versus a, a DC. That sounds yeah. like it's got yeah, some magic sounds... to it. DC, yeah, is like, right, because they're technically called Detective Comics comics. Correctly, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, would you rather have a Marvel comic or an action comic? And I, a... I totally subscribe to that. Dick. Uh, his, <laughs> his... <laughs> Dick comics. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's weird, but um, so when you switch from the Marvel comics, obviously everyone knows Marvel is a household name, you know, from the yeah. past ten years or so now. Uh, vaguely uh, so when you now. switched. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some sacrifice involved with switching to Omniverse Comics Guy to Marvel, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, it was close to being Multiverse Comics Guy, but it's such a buzzword now, and I'm sick to death of it. (laughs) Yeah, I am too. Everyone's got a multiverse. Everyone has a multiverse now. It's so funny you say I was just talking to someone about that. But yes, I I agree. And um, and yeah, so uh, I appreciate you not going for a clickbaity name. You kind of Yeah, no, likewise. It would would annoy I'd annoy myself. After yes. all, but like, yeah. and Omniverse, like when they did Marvel versus DC in the nineties, the, the miniseries, right. they used Omniverse as a concept quite a lot because they both they're both multiverses. Yeah, um, and then an Omniverse is a is a all the multiverses together, and that's essentially what I'm I want to do. So if I want to do a Hellboy reading order, I'm going to do a Hellboy reading order. Um, if I want to do Invincible, which I'm definitely going to do and I'm excited to do. I'm going to do, but I haven't seen one anywhere. I've seen bits, some of these in places. Some people are doing reading orders. Dave, that's the best part of your account. You don't see, you don't see this. Yeah. You don't see the the reading orders as intricately put together as you have them. You know, that's the brilliant thing about your account. And it's, it's, it's very, it'll be cool to see you put like, you know, I'm sure that's very in demand. I mean, how many, Dude, how many how many DMs do you get a week asking for an uh, a invincible? A lot, reading order? a lot. Yeah, like a week. Like convince Nick to read Invincible. I know. <laughs> you I can know. do it, Nick. There are crossovers in there. You'll love it. I know. I will <laughs> love Believe it. Believe in you, Nick. I will. I will. I, I've held out on the Hulu show because I'm like, Believe I should read the comic first. You but... can achieve anything. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Thank you. So, um, so yeah, you change your name. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, which is also a good a good kind of segue is that we kind of won't be diving too deeply into Marvel stuff. I'm sure the conversation will drag there at some points as well as DC, but what we really want to talk to you about today, Dave, uh, and this was your brilliant idea is sort of taking a look at some of the premier and big names in Marvel and DC and taking a shift and looking more into their, uh, you know, their, their roots in, in indie work. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah i mean a lot of people have jumped ship um it's been interesting to see well I mean, the thing is some of them haven't completely jumped ship they're not severing tides mm. but um mm. you look at one of the most popular writers at the moment um uh well there are so many popular writers at the moment but you can take brian k vaughan who was a big name for a long time it's one of the best-selling comics of the last few years has been saga not a marvel mm. dc book right. yeah. um and he got his start there and i think he kind of feels like why would i constantly put all my time and effort and into something where I don't get paid as much um, and I don't have as much creative freedom, you know, and that's, right. it's funny because I heard an interview with him recently where he was talking about liking writing stories with a beginning, middle and end. And for some reason that's seen as being really weird if you're a mainstream comics fan, <laughs> like, but it's, but it can't end. It's got to go mm. on forever because mm. Marvel and DC just right. don't stop. Don't it? Um, right. But it's weird. I and mean, you look at most TV shows and film franchises, except for the Marvel one, um, <laughs> everything has a beginning, middle and end. And it's it's weird, really, when you think about it, that mainstream comics are the only thing that don't. So, yeah, yeah I mean, like he's, he's basically brought Saga back. Um, and then you've got people like um, Jonathan Hickman, who's doing Substack now. And obviously he, yep. he's happy to go back to... Uh, you know, we're not to X Men, but he certainly his big his big project for the last few years was X Men, and now he's jumping back to Image or doing Substack stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it just makes more sense, I think. Once these people have kind of made their name, they can yeah. go and do anything. Yeah, and Dave, you and I talked about this on Instagram Live. Man, actually, probably a while ago now. I think like maybe six months ago, we were talking yeah. about Substack because it was like the big thing. You know, you have. Uh, you have James Tinian going to Substack. You have Hickman going to Substack. Yes. You have Zadarsky going to. You have all these premier names going to Substack, and you can't really blame them. The one thing I want to say though, I, and and this is a pretty unpopular opinion that I that I don't have any problem voicing, is that honestly, when creators um, start saying like, "Oh, you know, I should I should be monetized for the creation of." X character that's in the MCU and making millions and millions of dollars in toys, comics, because that's where the real money is, right? Yeah. You know, the 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 movie is basically an ad for the for the to a certain extent it for the action be. figures. Yeah. Yeah. The the film should be an ad for the comic series, really. Agree. They don't seem to do it that way for some reason. Right. So honestly, like when people are, you know, when people come to that, I kind of draw the line because I'm like, okay, Marvel hired you to create characters for them like uh -huh. you you don't like you don't own these characters right and people kind of get salty about that and and anas i'm sure you definitely have a different opinion on this than me as a, as a creator i definitely and do Dave, you, yeah you do yeah <laughs> uh, for me it's like okay you created the characters that's that was your job and you you did a good job at it if the characters a success but as you know I, for me it's all it's just a little black and white and and Here's i'm sure thing, you have some about, great points in like, us contractually yes that was a work for hire agreement but it's not really about the contract of it is it it's about the morality of it or like yeah. the ethics of it it's it like is. doing right by these creators who are bracking in billions of dollars for you in revenue and they're actually doing that with characters who are all about doing the right thing which mm -hmm. is the irony <laughs> you know and it is it is a case of it's honor you know and you look at some of these characters the honorable thing to do and especially where some of these people they're, they're not making huge amounts of money they really aren't they get paid a page per rate like a page rate a steady page rate yeah and even then like it takes a while for when they when they do that to become well known enough to get paid a decent page rate. exactly Absolutely. and like okay look at it this way or nick if 
if I'm a creator and I'm going in over to Marvel and I'm getting a contract, why would I ever want to create a new character then? That is where you know? they're struggling. That is right? where they're struggling yeah. at the moment. Because you, why was... I will just take my idea. Like, do you remember the dilemma with America Chavez when it was created for Vengeance and then the creators had a falling out with Marvel? They went over to Image oh, and they really no. literally redid the character as all Americana comics. Really? Did, I, I, I missed yeah. that. Instead of America Chavez, it was America Vasquez. And they redid the story and told it in the way that they wanted to because Marvel wouldn't budge. No way. Yeah. 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 So again, why would I create a superhero for a a large corporation when I can just do my own thing and bank big bucks on it, basically, and own the rights? And a lot of it, yeah. And a lot of it is, is, you know, you have someone like Donnie Cates who comes around who was like basically our age when he started at Marvel back in like 2017 or 2018. Yeah, hot off the flames of some indie books, indie titles that he created, which yeah. you guys probably know the names of off the top of your ba- head. Baby Teeth is particularly good. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Baby Teeth. Yeah, and there was yeah. one other two, an old man uh, who finds a sword. What was yes. that? I can't remember the name of it now. What is the name of that? Yeah, I, for, I forget. If it comes to you, cut me off. Um, I but, wasn't a big fan of it, but it got a lot of praise. Right, and one of the things he said on his podcast was he was like, okay, I know I'm coming to Marvel. I'm not going to like make serious bank here but i love marvel and i want to have a legacy tied to them exactly and that's where a lot of you know to a degree he's kind of you know he's kind of going to marvel to get a name for himself get a following because most people read the big two right most people yeah, look at that the is numbers what they'll do. it does and have then, a career yeah and then kind of leave so it does do that for them but maybe they need to reconsider their contracts. When you look back at what they did with uh, Alec Guinness with Star Wars, he actually had an agreement with them that any money they make from the merchandise, he'll get a mm-hmm. cut. You know, and that That's was a good deal. that was what he yeah. So like maybe they could renegotiate instead of just going, "This is how we've always done it." Yeah. Maybe they can accept that actually they're making a lot of money, and people can see it's not like it's invisible. You can see it everywhere. Right. You know, yeah. Like, Joe Casada just left. Disney princess now. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is weird. <laughs> she's named after Sodom and Gomorrah, and she's a she's basically a Disney princess. It's so weird. Yeah, um, true, actually, true. <laughs> anyway, it's yeah. I mean, Anas, you definitely have uh, like uh, it does bo- boil down to the morality of it, you know? Like, they're, like, no, but like Disney again, has the money. If I got the chance to write for Marvel, I'm not going to turn that down. It's my, you know, it's like my favorite company. I've grown up reading it. Right. I would love to go yes. work there all with everything aside, you know, but I will go into it as of now, knowing what I'm walking into instead of like these creators that come in fresh off the boat and mm-hmm. really just are there to have a good time and play in this massive sandbox and mm-hmm. maybe end up, you know, bitter later on, like Ed Brubaker. Right. Yeah. Good point. Actually, Ab- yeah. When you look back as well, at, at, even as far back as with Superman, like the, the guys that created that ended up with very little money but the company that they created it for made a lot you know but you could do the honorable thing if they're struggling yeah they're making all this money i know that the deal was the deal back in 1930 whatever it was but but time has changed jim starling created thanos in the the 70s no one knew this was going to happen i know you can kind of go oh i should have invested my money in a bit better whatever and i'm sure that's not his voice but he could (laughs) have thought about it differently back at the time but no one expected this he probably thought he wouldn't be around at this point no (laughs) no this wouldn't be anything without you know names like kevin feige and and you know all the people involved and on and and, you know the the fox movies too that kicked it off sam raimi with spider-man like that's really where it kind of started 
picking up and started becoming, you know, somewhat known. Blade, but Blade was the probably most, oh, yeah. most popular accurate. One, yeah. Accurate. Yeah. Just weird yep. when you think about how it, he can't hold a series, but yeah, yeah true. I know. Huh? Yeah. I used to love that movie. I'm definitely actually due for a rewatch. I, 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 I rewatch it. it did not hold up. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Blade Trinity is one of the best comedies I've ever watched. <laughs> Unintentional comedies. <laughs> it is genuinely so funny. Yeah, but completely. Yeah. I mean, the funny bits are quite funny, but there are some really unintentional funny bits in there that are hilarious. Um, I need to watch that now. I'm going to go. Hang on, I'll speak to you later. Yeah, uh, yeah let us know, Dave. All we'll right. carry ship. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, as far as Substack goes, great idea. Yeah. It's great a very different idea. way of doing things. I mean, like getting getting new pages in your inbox all the time. When I've, I've been getting some, it's a very different way of doing it. And you do, we've been programmed really to have 22 pages or now 20 pages and a um, cliffhanger. Yeah. And that's yeah. how it goes. Yeah. And it's weird. And you think like, okay, they can just do three pages. They can just do another six pages, 10 pages, a page. And yeah. eventually they'll put it together and there'll be one big story. But it'll be essentially more the graphic novel style, which was like when they used to release a, I know people use graphic novel for any collection now, but it's really, it's meant to be a, a new book that has yeah. a complete story in it, a bookshelf format for a, for a bookshop. And that's probably what they'll get at the end of each one, but they're just doing it in a different way. And that's what comics need to do to survive. They've done incredibly well over the last few years. And that's when you yeah, have had have. things like Saga sell even better than it was already um, because it was a top selling book and people want to know what the hell that is because it's so weird. Yeah. Um, and why wouldn't you? It's it's just so entertaining. Plus, you know, you're promised an ending from it. Um, no matter how long it takes. <laughs> no matter how long it takes. Long this is true. Because what are we, halfway through? We're halfway been... through. Holy shit. Are yeah. you kidding? With Saga? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's going to be about 108 issues, I think, in total. Whoa, That's, how really? rare is that for an indie book? Mm-hmm. Yes. Just like Invincible, right? I mean, how, how many issues was that? Does anybody know? Oh, was it? Oh, was it one forty something? Yeah, maybe. I think it was maybe that's, one. That's a lot. I mean, that's. Issues? I don't know. Yeah, it's but a lot. It's rare for something for an indie book. Normally, you're, you're looking at a mini or a. I mean, maybe a thirty issue. Yeah. Yeah. Max, yeah. <laughs> Dave, have you heard of Zest World? No. What's that? So that's a new platform that recently launched. They're trying Ooh. to do a mix between Patreon and uh, Substack. So basically what they do is they are making a, a storefront slash subscription-based model slash like, uh, you know, social media platform for comic book creators. And you can go on and subscribe. And they have like, I think, a seed capital of like $3 million. So they already got some pretty big names hooked and they booked them and they like do creating exclusive stories for Zestworld. They are just still in the beta uh, phase, but they have some pretty big names signed up already. Oh, wow. And I think that could also be a very interesting format because... A, you get to interact with your audience. You get to sell them your book yeah. as a completed work, body of work. But you also get to have them subscribe to return for later on and just like keeps, you know, kind of like Substack or Patreon. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Content. That Yeah, that's cool. And it's really cool to see some of these names use their Substack, like almost as like a social media thing mm -hmm. too. It's pretty, that's pretty interesting to me because, you know, you have these people that are like, it's, it's a mix of so many different social medias, Substack, which is what interests me so much. Like you have Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman creating uh, their KLC press, Kids Love Chains. And it's yeah. just, they started basically their own like ongoing in Substack. 
and you know they're doing like okay subscribe to us and you know, we'll we'll send you this or subscribe to us and we'll talk to you we'll put you on instagram live we'll do like it's very like it's i love that i love when technology i like i i really that's the thing i like about Substack is it's just changing everything and i think it's doing it for the better and it's giving all these creators more power and flexibility and money yeah and it's a good gateway because it's it's free for the most part so you know people can actually just try this right. stuff out you know, rather than commit to something, because even if you're talking about a single issue now, a single issue of a comic book mm. is a hell of a lot more expensive than it was when I started. I don't know. Dave, yeah, I was, I was dude, seriously, though, I was just crunching the numbers the other day. I'm like, I got to I got to drop some titles like like I should. I like, I, you know, you and, I, you know, I, I really don't have a, a serious problem like saying this. But, um, you know, sometimes like when I'm. When I, you know, I, I probably drop $40, $50 a week on comics every Wednesday. Uh-huh. And that's, and that's capped for me. The rest, maybe I'll pirate. And I right. really don't have a problem saying that because like, that's, that's my max right there for it's expenditure. Happen, and people, I mean, some people use, uh, do pirate stuff just to taste, just to get a taster because you don't want to yeah. buy a book and finally you don't like it. Um, and it makes right, sense. Right. I can understand people doing it. I'm not oh. advocating it, but I can understand people doing it. Yeah, that hits me the wrong way, but I, I guess I do understand people doing it. Um, you know, I, I understand people like Anas who grew up doing that. Like, you, I mean, you didn't have comics, right? I had like, no that was choice, just... unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm thankfully in a position now where I'm able to support the creators that I love and buy the comics that I want. But growing up, we had not a single comic book shop in Syria. We had no credit cards in Syria, so I couldn't even buy comics Whoa. online. That was then. Wow. That was not an option for me. Mm-hmm. And you have creators understand yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, that's nuts. Um, but I mean, it's the thing is, like, it's not just digital. And it's great that there is the digital option. But also, mm-hmm. when you've got companies like Dark Horse, and Dark Horse have lost a lot to Marvel lately. So they've lost Conan. They've lost Aliens. Conan's going Predator back, well. though. Is it? Yeah. It Conan. Yeah. Marvel didn't renew the rights, which was a super weird what? move. Yeah. Right. I know. Oh my God. Did you, I read Savage. I actually tried reading, reading Savage Avengers, the, the first story arc. Of, um, of the week, new series? Of the, the first series. Oh, by doing the, the worst comics I've ever read in my life. I could <laughs> see it hitting you the wrong that. way. <laughs> it's I just, could see it's, you. It kept trying I, I like, to get me into it. And I was like, eh, I'm not really into Conan. I'm not going to, I don't know if I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> It's uh, I don't yeah, get a dude yeah. With a fringe, like don't long hair and a fringe, dude. Seriously, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> a, that is not where I would have directed you, Dave. I would not have told you to read that series. That is that it's, is for sure. I uh, I read it. I bought it. It was it was a good run for what it was. But like, is it Kieran Gillen making you contemplate life, life and death, like every issue? No, <laughs> <laughs> I can't read Kieran Gillen. Either. That's the thing. It's like two ends really? of the spectrum. I can't. We read love it. Karen Gillen here. We, like, Karen, Karen, <laughs> Karen Gillen, who's going to be doing one of the who, who's going to be doing one of the Marvel events coming up, Dave? That actually looks that actually kind of uh, looks. I okay. tried the free comic book day issue, but I didn't inhale. It, 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 I can't. I'm not a fan of his stuff at all. I just find mm. you know when people I'm going to be really harsh. Am I? Don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I find with Karen Gillen, it's like you know when. Like he tries to write cool moments and then wrap a story around it, except he's a big nerd. So they're what yeah. a nerd would consider to be cool rather than actual cool moments. <laughs> so you, it's just, it's just a bit. That's, 
that's a new one. I, I know you're not a big Frank Thierry guy either. We we talked about this like three years ago before Geekable and anything. God, we like did. I was Yeah, we did. And you, There's one great series that he's done, and I can't think what it even was. I think probably it was a Marvel. I would assume it was a Marvel series, and I think it was a Western. Weirdly, like a modern mm-hmm. version of one of their Western series. I'll check it out. Dave, do you like like humans indie stuff though? Like the, the Wicked and Divine, for example? No, I, I find it's the same thing. So Wicked and Divine, well, first time I read it, I thought this is okay. And then I, I thought I'll switch to the hardcovers and I'll get the whole run and then I'll sit and read the whole lot. Mm-hmm. And I started reading it and just going, this is so, this is just pretentious wank. I can't take it seriously. Like it's, it's hard work. And I just ended up giving up and I sold the books. And I'm like, it is very much. high concept. Like you really need to like focus completely into it. What to like really get into what's happening. I got yeah. lost. Like yeah. I would drop off and like wait for a few issues to come out. And then I would come back and I'd be like, what, who was even this person? Like what was happening? Mm-hmm. I would completely get lost. Yeah. That to me is a good sign and a bad sign. Like that's Jonathan Hickman too. Jonathan Hickman is like, like I've had to like Google what happened in the issue of <laughs> That you just read because that I just yeah. read, and I'm like, this, like, why? I just paid four dollars for this thing, and I don't understand what the hell it is. <laughs> Jonathan Hickman, I, qu- I find him quite interesting in interviews, he seems like a nice enough guy, but to me, he's the Christopher Nolan of comics. So, he basically, the concepts get before. bigger and bigger and bigger, but they don't actually they have less and less meaning. So, it all sounds kind of cool, and it's an interesting idea, but it's just a mess. And if someone said to you, So, what, how, what was what happened in it? You go, I. <laughs> I don't blame him necessarily for that. I think that falls a little bit on editorial. It's a little, but part of it is his method. So what he does is he tends to try and find out what the the artist wants to do, which is a good method, find out what the artist wants to do and then kind of base the story around that and let them do it. But that's not enough to hold a story together for me. So it's like, Mm -hmm. we're going to get to this big bang moment. And then there's going to be another one that we've got to figure out how to get to there. It might not make any sense. Look away, look away. Don't think about it too much. And then people get this thing of like, where they just go, oh, the thing, the only reason you don't like Jonathan Hickman is because you're just not smart enough to understand him. <laughs> Suck it. Oh, Suck God, it. like the whole Rick and Morty thing. <laughs> the whole you have very high that. IQ to get into more Rick and Morty. You have to understand it. It's <laughs> mm. <laughs> fart jokes. <laughs> yeah, really. IQ, highbrow farts. Oh, Basically. Man. Wow. I'm actually, I think I watched half an episode. I'm just kidding. I've watched a few. I'm not the big, I like, I'm no... I'm not like a huge Rick and Morty. Per- I, I'm not a huge TV person. The only thing I'm like, no, excited about coming out is like, besides the Marvel shows, is like the last, the final season of Peaky Blinders, and that's pretty much it for me. I don't, I, I don't. Well, weirdly, I think the thing I'm most looking forward to is the the second series, The Floor Is Lava. That's because I watch stuff with my kids, and that's what they want to watch. Oh, that's not- <laughs> oh, you know what? Hey, hey, big big Disney Plus show coming out next week, and you're a fan of the character. Miss Marvel. I can't. I can't. Look what they've done to her powers. They've completely misunderstand, yep. understood why Ms. Marvel works. And, and they like gave the a whole... terrible excuse for it, too. They what gave a the terrible excuse. excuse. They gave? Kevin Feige came out and said, well, at this juncture in the MCU, we felt it was appropriate for her to have these powers and we'll because they kind want of us, elaborate. Like, her into the Marvel's movie, basically. Ugh. Yeah. But they'll do that... this more and more now. They're going to do this more and more. Oh, I feel like um, I can see that happening, definitely. Yeah. I mean, look yeah. at look at the She-Hulk mess. I mean, she doesn't even blink. Like, why why couldn't they have... Um, They could have picked her... Look, later with Steve Rogers, they had little Steve Rogers, looked a bit silly, yeah, sure, fine. And then they he was Chris Evans mm. in fun. Yeah. They could have done that with She-Hulk. Why didn't they? It's well, because like you're not going to find a seven-foot-tall, you know, 
muscular woman. To I'm play sure they're out there. The thing is, though, like you look at um, what's his name? That was the other guy that was Machete, and he was oh. in all those. You know, with the handlebar mustache. I can't think of his oh, name. Come on, what's his name? You lost me. We can do this. The, the, he was in uh, From Dust Till Dawn, but he looks like a giant guy in all these films. He looks really big. He's actually yeah. tiny. Cameron, really? Cruise, yeah, he's tiny. Tom Cruise. I didn't know that. Everyone knows he's small, but camera trickery. So, like Robert Downey someone... Jr. too. Is he small? Yeah, he is. Oh, he's wearing like that. he's wearing very thick uh, shoes in all his scenes <laughs> where he's with Captain America and, no and yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he's, got yeah. The, he's got the iron. He's got the armor as well, so that kind of helps. That helps. That helps. But yeah, <laughs> no, you don't. You don't know it. Platforms. They hide it pretty well. Yeah. <sighs> but so you're a no for Miss Marvel because of the powers. I don't know. But the thing is, I, I was excited about Hawkeye. Um, mm. And I got three episodes in and just went, I can't do this. Like you, you've sold it on the Fraction series. And it's yeah, just No, 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 dumb. no. It it's wasn't. So it wasn't stupid. the Fraction. No, it wasn't the Fraction series. It the Fraction wasn't the series fraction. was so smart. And then this yeah. was just so stupid. Um, so, yeah, that's a no for me. <laughs> and I'd rather, yeah, rather than sit Hawkeye, here. And I will say it, for what it is, it stands on its own. It is pretty, it is pretty good. Like it's not the Fraction series, that's for sure. But it is a genuinely good show and i think oh, they did the care like kate but kate bishop justice yeah yeah me too i agree i agree i agree i just but, hey, dave what what has impressed you recently you were you know, i love what? i love the boys oh the boys the is boys, really good the boys is brilliant I, and it's better than the comic i, I hate thought the, the comic, comic was book. terrible i really hate the comic really book, I love that, this is it? interesting i, I yeah. like hearing this between you guys i didn't know that i haven't read the boys and i haven't watched the show my mom and my mom and my brother love the show. And they're always yeah, like, I feel well, like I why so it's the boys as a TV show works is because yeah. it, it, it has like the commentary and the nuance that the comic book lacked. The comic book was just like, look at us. We hate superheroes. And they're saying the N word and they're cussing and they're using slurs to queer people all the time. And yeah, just awful. The, the show takes homophobic. a lot more nuanced approach to it. Mm. But there, there was a particular moment in, in the comic where they try and excuse the homophobia. And, and yeah. I was reading it going, no, this isn't. No, <laughs> this doesn't make it okay. Oh, it's just because we don't really mean it. Oh, that's fine then. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Say anything the most about classic. People, different races right. or different or disabled people. As long yeah. as I don't mean it, I'm not a yeah. dick. <laughs> oh, no, no, not no. okay. Definitely. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I haven't heard the best things about the boys comic. So to hear you guys say this, I guess I'm not like too floored. But, but, the, yeah. but yeah, the show. I think there's a new season coming out. Like, there is. A, in tomorrow, a week or two, yeah. Oh, oh. tomorrow, it's awesome. your third. It also has one of the most disturbing moments in anything. Like, like I'm very difficult to upset watching something. My wife's a nurse. She's seeing people get opened up, <laughs> uh, you know, hearing their ribs crack open and stuff for for like stomach based surgery, and I'm sitting there watching these things, just like people having their eyes gouged out, and she's going. <laughs> See, that's the thing for me about the show. I'm not like a huge gore person. And also, I know you know this, but that was like kind of a thing for me with the show. I was like, eh, I'm not going to get. It's not. Uh, Here's the thing. It's not just bit. like gratuitous violence. It, it, it feels like it fits in the show's lore, you know? It makes like with sense. Peacemaker. Peacemaker yeah. and Suicide Squad did that well. The James Gunn ones. Mm-hmm. I have true. to watch that. I've heard good things that's about good. Peacemaker. I heard good things funny. about Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. I love the Suicide Squad film. That was that was. I think the film I've, I've, in terms of comic related stuff, that's the film I like the most in the last really year or two. Three. Wow. Yeah. That is, I don't even, the thing is, I'm not as tied to it. I'm not as, I don't, I'm not as familiar yes. with the characters either. So yes, it probably helps Dave. 
not as yeah, that's, I get that. Yep. That's how I was with Batman versus Superman. Everyone like despised it. Like DC, like, you know, Batman's. And I was like, I don't, that was the exact thing for me. I was like, I'm not too attached to these characters. I kind of liked it for what it was like. Yeah. I don't know. I, I get you. I get you on that. Whereas I'll, but, I'll quite happily watch Teen Titans go and love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's terrible, but I love it. I like the songs. Um, all right. I like the song. Also, they're, they're doing um, Paper Girls by Brian K. Vaughan. Which oh my God. I cannot wait for that. That's yeah. I hope they get it right. Uh, because, also, like, they, they kind of like really like missed the mark with the why the man the last man series. I didn't oh. even see it in the end. Is yeah, it, is it got cancelled after one season. Oh. God damn it! Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I remember that coming out. Yeah. They really They're also doing. It. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Oh, they were also. Sorry. Doing... I was just going to say they're also doing the killer, which is um. It's a French comic called Le Tour, they trans- translated it to English, and Boom Studios as Archaea mm-hmm. um, have, have done it as a big, chunky trade paperback. And it is one of the best comics I've read in the last wow. few years. Um, and it's it's quite political. It's, it's about a hitman who's breaking, and then he suddenly gets drawn into this web of intrigue. But it's, it's oh. done so exceptionally well. And even though the character is kind of emotionally dead... You're, it's fascinating his world is fascinating. and his perception of the world is fascinating and that's the kind of thing I much prefer to read I'm happy to dip into the chewing gum for the eyes ball bags that is your mainstream comics I love yeah, that yeah. stuff I love it it's yeah. silly and I know it's silly and some people take it way too seriously yeah and they forget mm-hmm. that it's meant to be fun and it is right. it's people wearing tights and punching each other let's and wearing their underwear on top of their pants it's a beautiful thing, man. Like, why wouldn't you? I just did that today. Why would... It's got to be done. <laughs> it's so surprising. Yeah. I actually heard of some of it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you, like, well, from what, yeah. what I can tell, like you prefer like kind of deep, intricate character studies. That's what you're. That's your go-to, right? Yeah, that's. The thing. And you I won't think, find like, that well, a lot in like superhero comics, unfortunately. You do, but when you do, I think those days have kind of gone in, in yeah. a lot of ways. Like the the, the biggest character study. M- centerpiece moments have happened and then everything else that's happened since is just a reference back to those like born everything referred in daredevil largely refers back refers back to born again and um but you can pick anything like like the big emotional moments of spider-man it's always the gwen stacy but that was the 70s yeah um mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. everything refers back to the past and they're stuck in time they're in these characters in amber and it doesn't feel as if they can move forward anymore so yeah, yeah that's that's, have that's a really good point you play. I'm going to go and read some grown-up stuff and come back and dip into the, the silliness when I feel like a bit. Well, okay, let's get into indie. What have you been reading? What are some of your favorites? Like the um, my favorite, uh, apart from the killer, um, I read um, Carmen by Gillan March, who's um, I think he was doing Batman, uh, Poison Ivy, uh, Batman Universe, Universe Corner of the DC Universe stuff, and it's about um, a a girl who. It's pretty obvious what happens to it. They kind of it's a slight twist, but it's yeah, she she dies and it's about her avenging angel that kind of guides is trying to guide her to the the afterlife. That's cool. But that sounds cool. To break the rules and give her a second chance. Interesting. That's um, that sounds cool. It's, it's beautiful looking. It, it's there's a lot of nudity. Don't read it on the bus. <laughs> um as I discovered, I keep doing this. I keep reading all the wrong stuff on the bus. I was reading uh Gantz, the 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 manga series that Dark oh, Horse no. are releasing. And it's, I read it on the bus, like, oh, geez, no one's ever going to look me in the eye again or sit next to me, which is perfect because I'm a loner and I'm, I like that. So, yeah, I'm going to keep reading on the bus, actually, thinking about it. 
Um, but yeah, there's I like I look at what Dark Horse released, and they've got loads of great stuff um, coming out that I've been following. Like uh, a, Re- a Resident Alien is really good. They made that into a TV series, but they've made it a silly comedy. Yeah, that's true. Um, I love Resident Alien though, the comic book. It's great. Even Stumptown was so amazing. Oh, I haven't read Stumptown yet. It's a really good comic book. It's very like Jessica Jones vibes, like Alias when it first came out. But yeah, yeah. But the, the show is right? like a light-hearted buddy cop adventure. Right. And got canceled like, after one season. When they take these things, mm. they kind of go, yeah, but how can we make this thing that was popular? How can we make it popular? Like, yeah. It is popular. Take, take what worked take, and make, make that. Make it what it is. <laughs> yeah. But they, that's the problem. Like, you take, this is why comics are very, when people say like, oh, do you know, they make, they should make this into, a, this should be a movie. This story should be a movie. And they see that so much. And you think like, no, like a great comic is, is a great comic. And there's more creative freedom in a great comic than there is in a blockbuster film that has big studio execs saying yes or no to what happens in it. Yeah. No yeah. understanding or appreciation of what these characters are. Right. So comics are, the, are like the best medium in the history of, I wholeheartedly agree. And you know who talks about that too? I keep bringing this up because I'm a big podcast person, but um, the Donnie Cates podcast that he has, it's really cool because he talks about stuff like that. And when he writes for television, he's like one of the comparisons he, he couldn't say exactly what he was working on, but he was like, look, this is what happens when I write a TV show and why it's so difficult. I'll be writing, let's say a Venom show, for example. Okay. And we all know Venom. Anyone who reads comics like knows him. And I will submit the script to the to the television, you know, the you know, whatever channel it is and say, like, hey, this is, you know, here's here's the show done. The six people will read the script going up a ladder and then everyone will take notes on the script or something. And the sixth person will, you know, will hand me it back and say, like, hey, these are the notes. And we're wondering, you know, does it need to be a symbiote that's on Venom? (laughs) And he's like, just be a light jacket. And they're like, and he's like that. This happens regularly when I do television stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. this is what I, this is, that's the world you deal with when you're, when you're doing that. So, you know, I always ask the question and I don't think enough people ask this question is why don't we have Mark Wade writing a flash movie? Why don't we have X, you know, why don't we have Scott Snyder writing maybe a Batman movie or helping significantly with the script? You know, is that, is that, is that? They tried that with Jeff Johns, but I think like it it just always seems to be that ultimately they can advise, but then at some point someone upstairs is going to go, yeah, no. Yeah, but the Batman film worked and that was dark. So why don't we just make everything dark? Like, no, no, because a Batman is the dark one. Hello, do you not (laughs) know your own characters, Warner Brothers? Also, it's, like it's again, working on a comic book is a very different formula than working on a you know a, a movie or a TV series. Like you're approaching yeah. an entirely different medium that you have to think of way more visually than you do with a comic book. Yeah, that's right. People do kind of think that that um, a comic is a, almost a template or storyboard for a film, and it isn't. It really isn't. It's not remotely like the way that scenes work, the the way that that pacing works. When they actually did try and use Sin City as a storyboard for the film. For me, it showed how Sin City doesn't work as a comic. (laughs) Originally, I kind of liked some of the stories, but then I watched it as a film and just went, oh, God, this is just, this is awkward. (laughs) Um, It's a weird movie. So, yeah, it's it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird, yeah. It's a weird movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, I think 
things are changing. And I think Substack was really a, gr- a great idea. Um, and everybody's over there for a reason, like every single person. So ultimately, I mean, I think changes are happening. I would love to see more. Um, but, you know, ultimately what needs to happen is that I think writers need to be compensated and artists need to be compensated more at the big two. Um, because, it should you know, be. not, it's, it sounds so creepy when I say this because it is kind of creepy, but you know, like Jason Aaron or, or all these people will like post, you know, stories of their offices and, or they're like, you know, Charles soul will be like on a run in my neighborhood. And you like kind of look at the houses. And I was kind of young when I was doing this and you like, look at their posts and stuff and you kind of like turn your head a little and you're like, okay, we're, like, we're, like, huh, like this is the house that they live in. And I was like, I thought they made so much money. And I'm uh, like, oh, this is like a normal house. And I was like, yeah. I thought they kind of made like really Nick, big money. Nick, no, come they- on. You, we've done this interview with like Jim Zub and we both know that he has been, he has been in the comics industry for over a decade and he still over has a day a job. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the, people yeah. think I do that what I do for a living and I would, I would if I could, but I mm-hmm. don't, you can't. And like, and but comic creators don't, uh, I mean, yeah, they, they generally, like, there are artists, I really like, like there are people like Oli Moss who does a lot of film, posters and, and graphics and stuff and he does a lot of illustrations for magazines and i thought like wow he's really made it because he's in empire magazine and stuff like that and then like no he just he lives in a flat um which yeah. is like an apartment you know um but he, he did at that point in time when i was looking at yeah you know, yeah him. but people you think like when people have made it that it's big and they're they're well known but they're not people yeah. make the artists the creators don't make the money the companies do and that's why i completely understand them jumping shit you know like james tinian now is one of the most um praised creators we have and he's on substack yeah. you can get him an yep. image you can get him um he's still doing stuff he's still doing uh, the nice house on the lake i think it's called with dc's black label but yep. he's everywhere because you can't sit in one place and then just hope the money rolls in because it doesn't work that way unless you get that right. sweet sweet tv deal Absolutely. And he was on Batman and he was on the anchor Batman title for DC and it was very good. And Uh, you're working on Batman book or you're working on like the Blue Beetle book, you're getting paid the same rate. It's a set standard rate. I think there are some creators that do get that little bit extra depending on the deal but the sales part it's a step yeah it's yeah. a set right right and even then like one of the other benefits of indie as well is that you get to release your your books the way you want to so mm-hmm. one of the issues that marvel and dc have got at the moment i think i won't be honest because it can be quite boring for some people um is like in terms of marketing they sell it a weird way so they'll go this big reveal is happening in this issue like, like, do you remember when we used to have a big reveal? And we yeah. find out when you finish the comic. Now they tell you when the, the big reveal is before oh. it happens. And oh. then it's spoiled on social media before you even read the comic book. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's 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 painful. And like like um Sadarsky said, like I had to beg them not to do this with Electra, and they kind of big fat did it anyway, yeah, because mm-hmm. they can. And that's one of the things like yeah, everyone book, says that he can do whatever he wants. And like, the way they market new characters and part of the backlash with how they they used to release a new character. So this character's got these powers and this is their motivation. And now they sell them based on their ethnicity or, or sexuality. And then they wonder why there's backlash. Um, right. and they should and have a mix yeah. of characters. They should do. They always have done, you know, and but it's, they're it's- selling it wrong. This right here, right? I'm for, for those of you listening, I'm holding up the Marvel free previews. These are three months in advance, right? Uh-huh. Like 
you know, you have people like Jonathan Hickman and Chip Zdarsky, like you said, they're like, we would, we would not want, we don't want these to exist. <laughs> like, yeah, it spoils everything. It spoils everything. I used to get more excited about that publication than the comics. Dude, that was when I ended yeah. up dropping Marvel because I was going like, this is going to be amazing. And then I get it and go, mm. that was average. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not read this anymore. So yeah, right. I stopped. But okay, it's the hype, the hype. There gets a point where you can't live up to the hype. And, and also like for the me, fact the that hype should be the, comics the, the are like a, the fact that comics are like a collectible at this point. And so you need to kind of build mm. that hype to get people interested in pre-ordering the book because there's a cutoff point. So you want them to buy it so they can get it boarded and you know tagged and rated so that they can sell yeah. it later on down the line for a yeah. good book. That too. It's nuts, isn't it? It's it should all be based on great writing, great art, and a fantastic. Story, it's an industry, an incredible cliffhanger. It is the industry, right. but I think like there comes a point. I think like they're going to have to see that some of these creators that are jumping ship and doing things differently, there's a reason why they're doing it, and they're going to have to change the way they play because yeah. it's not working anymore. And I think that's a, I think that statement is a great way to leave the podcast off because that that is that is the epitome of everything that needs to happen, right? I really do believe that, and it's, I don't know, you know, people, Marvel and DC, there's going to be a lot of I think maybe, you know, there's a kind of a power vacuum in a lot of way with like a Tinian leaving and uh, Hickman leaving and Zadarsky, you know, he's granted he's writing Daredevil and Batman to the, you know, arguably the, the biggest, you know, best series. Oh, but but yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of open spaces that will need to be filled, I think, because a lot of these people are going more to that area for the money. And it makes yeah. sense. Well, it makes sense. So. We got to get paid. Gotta get paid. And Dave, maybe you'll get there one day when you, uh, w- with your account and some of the ideas you got going on. We'll see. Well, I hope so. I mean, it's like just, just a, a final plug. So the, the, yeah, please. Guide is, is also, it's a combination well, of, of myself doing what I'm doing. There'll be a new website launching soon. Nice. Um, I'm working with uh, Eric Anthony, who does the Cave of Solitude. So between the two of us, we are the Omniverse Comics Guide. It's not just nice. me. Okay. Um, so that's a nice combination. So we get to chat comics. We've got a new episode coming out tomorrow which is, or it might even be today at this rate, um, mm. 10 best cover artists. Um, oh, nice. So we like to do kind of top our own top fives and we kind of list our five favorites and our top 10 episodes and other stuff like that. Um, so we'll be working together to create this thing and there'll be other creators hopefully dropping their stuff. So when Instagram dies, which it looks like it's going to, <laughs> people can come to the Omniverse Comics Guide website. Uh, there's also a Patreon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> A discord so people can jump on there and like it's like the old chat rooms and basically chat comics on there That's so we're fun. trying to kind of bring back the community element to to comics and have the, the people that do want to get excited about books instead of just going no shit to come in and just talk about like this is cool and what's what excites you and what what are you reading what do you recommend that's where we should be not just complaining that. about this or that very nice and is the link in bio is is link in bio for you on your instagram Yep, I need to add the Discord in there, but um, Patreon's in there. It links through still to the Marvel Comics Guide until the new site launches, but I'll still be adding new reading guides yeah. to the Marvel Comics Guide and then transferring everything over. Into there it is, folks. There it is. You heard it here. So go go ahead, shoot Dave a follow if you're not following him already, but chances are you are. Um, and Dave, thank you so much for coming back on. We really appreciate you being on Thanks here. for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, thanks. thanks for both of your time. Good chat with you. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah, so likewise. everyone, thank you so much for, for listening. Uh, you know, love having Dave on Dave. Absolutely. will have you back 
many more times, hopefully, in the Sweet. life of Geekable Podcast. So um, if you are new here, thank you so much for checking us out. If you are an old-time listener, thank you so much for coming back and spending more time with us geeking out. We appreciate you. And um, if, you know, if you're new here, please shoot us a follow on Geekable underscore podcast and also hit up Omniverse Comics Guide. Uh, that's your that's correct the one. Instagram. There we yeah. go. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, we're constantly, Dave is constantly posting new stuff about reading orders, uh, from Marvel DC and indie stuff. He's got a lot of stuff in the pipeline, a lot of good stuff coming at us on geekable. We're constantly posting about comic news, MCU stuff, you know, next week we'll be covering, uh, miss Marvel. Pretty crazy. That's already going to be June 8th uh, for the release. So yeah, stay tuned. We get some good stuff lined up and we will see you next time. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a good one.